Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any comments about Meryl Streep's rebuke of our most sacred American values is purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, NFL and MMA? So Hollywood is crawling with outsiders and foreigners. And if we kick them all out, you'll have nothing to watch but football and mixed martial arts, which are not the arts. Uh, excuse me, the word art is right in mixed martial art. <laughs> it's it called mixed martial art. Matter. The Doesn't word art matter. is in Kmart. <laughs> that is so true. And Walmart. And where do I get we all my craft that. supplies? Where do I get my glue in my glitter, in my stickers? You're getting glue and glitter? At Kmart, Walmart. That's yeah. art. That's how you make art. Art is in the name Bart. That, just ah. proving ah. art is all around us. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her speech. I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of artists, and I think you should say whatever you want. I People, think she was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I thought she was so genuine and heartfelt. I mean, she... She wasn't acting, but yet she has that skill of being that emotional. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. She still looks like a hippie eighth grade art teacher to me. And she's yeah. played an art teacher in the Gloria Stefan movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's where oh, she gets music it. teacher. Music teacher. Either but way. Still, an she art like teacher. An arts teacher, hippie, and Gloria Stefan was in and it. And the word art is great. in the title of Music of the Heart. Ah! Let's see how it all comes around. There it is. I, I, I played missed an the art speech. teacher on Nickelodeon. Mm. Oh, you'd be great at that. I did it. Yeah, I did it. Julie Brown is with us. I'll give her the full introduction later. Upfront intro. Just in case the Adam had played an art, Adam is not here. <laughs> Julie Brown is here. You are sitting in the Adam seat tonight. Oh, so. okay. Yes, you have lots to live up to. He has also played an art teacher. I think in real life. Well, yeah. he's doing it right now. He's on assignment. Yeah. So you oh, never know okay. what he's doing when he's on assignment. So he's yes. in the Midwest on assignment. But uh, let me give everybody the formal introduction. Welcome to the movie showcast. People might be tuning in for the first time. It's oh, part Paul, of their I have news resolution. for you. Yahoo is changing its name. So whenever you do that part about Yahoo going to have to cut that. Oh, I don't understand. What? Yeah, Yahoo has been sold, and now they're going to call themselves something else. Howard Stern was talking about it today. Some crazy name I can't even remember, because it was so random. Like AOL Time Warner, we're not going to have, like, You're, Playboy it's, Yahoo? Yahoo is Yahoo's turning into... Good, though. That's a good name. It's a great name. Yeah, forget it. It's a yes. name like Gwallop. Super it, Hyper Global Mix? Oh, Gallop? Did Gallop buy it? Nah, it's not even a name I've heard. It's like Zwala. It's oh, like a thing... Did Zwala buy it? Oh, no. Shut up. Aren't they... A th- oh, no, Dwala. One of those is it's like a, a money weird thing. name. Anyway, Some Indian guy named Dwala bought it. Wouldn't it be great if just like Quicken Loans bought it or something? like the money store? Yeah. yeah. Well, they buy up um, sports arenas. We might as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Vast and Sprawling Movie Guys Empire. That is what we do. That is what people do. They stay alive for each other. Aww. I don't know Meryl, that's from Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. We offer you a new show every week. Just search Yahoo, Bing, or whatever you call it now, or yeah. perhaps Google. 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 And we come right up. And of course, the show is absolutely... Paul, uh, some bad news. Uh-oh. My uh, local check cashing place has raised its rates. The money so, store? The mo- yeah. Um, Wait a minute. The rates are already 25%. It's the grubby store. Maybe oh. I shouldn't have gone to the money grubbing store. <laughs> it's um, probably bad. So... I'm a little light this week. Are you getting paid for this? Really, don't have money for the show. Julie's getting paid. No, it's not that. But see, I don't have to pay you because you don't have to pay to listen to the show. Oh, the show is free. Oh, all right. that's what you're concerned about, yeah, right? Whether you have to that. pay to see the show. Yeah, because I no, don't have no, no, that no. on me. Yeah, the show is free. But you do have to pay Julie, so you'll have yeah, to go get some I money from, from the somewhere. money grubbing store. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she wants some of that money grubbing. I'm you... the host for the hardest working comedy show in, <laughs> yes. the, in all the land, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. 
Let's face it, you're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. What would you be doing if you weren't out making yourself a better citizen? And Karen Volpe. Here at NASA, we all pee the same color. <laughs> Adam, as we mentioned, is on assignment in the Midwest, but joining us all show long is an actress and comedian who is one of those legendary MTV personalities. The creator and star of Earth Girls Are Easy, who has worked nonstop since, Clueless, Animaniacs, and most recently re recurring on ABC's The Middle, Julie Brown. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Uh, Thank small... You. Uh, I just want to get this out of the way. A yes. small bone of contention. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Watch out. Earth girls are easy. Uh, not true. Bart's had a little well, trouble I'm having a little girls. difficult with the girls on <laughs> Earth here. You mean in your experience? Yes. In yes. my experience, they are. Oh, so. well, I need to hang out with <laughs> more of your experience. You're hanging out with girls from other places. No, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's just right. say... Uh, you grew up in the valley, right? Van Nuys girls Bart are grew easy. Up in Ohio, uh, so yeah. different yeah, definition different. of how the girls are putting out. I think <laughs> uh, we're going to prep you for everything coming to theaters this weekend. Spoiler free for those of you who don't know. It's a great place to come each week and learn about the new movies. Plus, we goof on them and have all sorts of fun. It's a comedy show, so please come back. And this week, we're looking at uh, a lot of new films. Some went into limited release in December and are now opening to a wider audience. And some are brand new, including Sleepless, Monster Trucks, and The Bye-Bye Man. And going into wide release is Patriot's Day and the Tara Reid documentary known as Live By Night. I might be wrong about that. I, I came that home, right. an outlaw. We do what we want to do. We go where we want to go. Here's the money. That's a mama's and the papa's song. I'm just star. saying. Stopped kissing rings a long time ago. It no longer matters what you want. You're in this life. Well, that's <laughs> live that's, by night. That's Nothing live by I, night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm running right out to see that. Are we? Uh, are we buying Jamie Foxx's action guy? Is this his oh. first? Because he did a little action he, guy in Collateral, but he, did he wasn't. Miami Vice. The Kingdom oh, is doing some action. Kingdom. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Okay. Kingdom was action. Although it was political right. thriller I, I at the same time. I buy him that. Yeah. He's pretty cute, sexy, and he obviously works out for the role. He's done a push-up. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I buy it. He kicked yeah. ass as Django. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, if does this mark his tipping point into the Bruce Willis's? The Maybe. I bet he thinks it does. Yeah. I don't right. think so because it's coming out in January. Oh. <laughs> but you got to start somewhere. It's I mean, test balloon. that's it. Yeah. It's Test Balloon. <laughs> test Balloon, the movie. Well, what we're really dealing with now, though, is the movie guy's year-end clearance. The ones I just mentioned are big-time studio films, yes. whether they're shooting for box office gold or awards gold. But there are like another ten films out there in limited release that we that, we, that was easy for you to say. You know what? <laughs> Actually, over the weekend, I someone told me about the Thirty Rock episode, uh, where someone's auditioning for the part in a movie called The Rural Juror. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I need to watch that juror. episode Rural because juror. that was the whole thing. It became such a pain. Right. That the, uh, I got to see that episode. How's that an, not an Arrested <laughs> Development joke? <laughs> yeah, That's right? Absolutely. Total. Total. Yeah. Uh, so what what I what I say? You were saying rah, 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 rah. limited release. Limited that release. should be easy to say. Yeah. Uh, we can't. Point is, we can't get to all these movies. Yes. Then there's some of them have big names: Jessica Biel, Idris Elba. There's no slouches. Look, we have A Hundred Streets, Forty Eight Hours to Live, Alone in Berlin, A Rise from Darkness, Bad Kids from Crestview Academy, The Book of Love, Claire in Motion, The Crash, Mostly Sunny, and The Son of Joseph. But Paul, how can we get to the rest of these movies? I've thought a lot about this. Yes. And you realize if we do what I propose. <laughs> we'll be working under his conditions, huh? oh. moving at his pace. I don't uh -oh. know. Maybe we can outsource them to Manic Murray. 
Hi, I'm Manic Murray of Manic Murray's Movie Preview Warehouse. It's our year-end clearance. We've got to make room for new movie previews and everything must go. The award season and the January dumping ground have given us too many movie previews. <laughs> movies, 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 all synopsized, summarized, and ready to go at bargain basement prices. We've got wide releases, movies up for award consideration going wide, genre movies, videos on demand, indie darlings. You want a preview? We've got it. Do you like Idris Elba? Sure, we all do. Then maybe you'd like a preview of 100 Streets that won't cost you an arm and a leg. 100 Streets tells three interwoven tales. That's three, three, three stories in one. If you like sports, then Idris Elba's for you. In his portrayal of a retired rugby player who can't accept that his best days are behind him. A fact that he makes known to a street full of police during an armed standoff. Ooh, scary stuff, eh, kids? Well, hold on to your seats. You want Satan? Because we are overstocked in previews from Arise from the Darkness. How real do you like your events based on? If you said real, real, then you're gonna love this story based on real events about a man who flatlined five times and now doesn't know what the hell's going on. Frankly, neither do I. But this movie's got more paranormal, spooky talking, color correction than you can handle. It's like the director just got Final Cut Pro and used every single look. So many looks! Such a value! But I can hear you now. You're saying, Murray, I'm not gonna be alive forever. When will I get around to watching all these previews? Just ask the lead character of this next preview, because he's only got 48 hours to live. This trailer's got everything. Drugs, breakdancing, drugs, gangs, and more breakdancing. And don't forget suspense when the DEA gives the head of undercover breakdancing only 48 hours to uncover who's been giving everybody all the drugs. That's 48 hours to live in under 90 minutes. That's an incredible savings that you can only find at Manic Murphy's Preview Warehouse. And do you like historical accuracy? You got it! Because for every breakdancing or rugby preview you buy into, I'll throw in a Brendan Gleeson movie. And have I ever got a sweet deal on Alone in Berlin? Do you hate Nazis? Sure, we all do. But nobody hates Nazis quite like vengeance-fueled Brendan Gleeson. Alone in Berlin is about a guy who started a revolution by writing anti-Nazi postcards and leaving them all over town. He would draw dicks on Hitler's face or write any manner of little F used to the third right. He's kind of like the inventor of Twitter, so there's something in it for the kids, too. Is that now? I'll even throw in Emma Thompson. No need to kick the tires on that actress. She's always reliable. And do you like metaphors? Boy, do I got metaphors. I got more metaphors than... Well, I got a bunch. Like, take this preview right here. The Flash. You've got terror. You've got hacking. You've got crossbones from Captain America Civil War. This preview has everything, including a cyber attack on the New York Stock Exchange. And only one man can help. That's right. They solve the problem with just one guy. And pass the savings on to you. With the economic system of the entire country in danger, the stakes are incredibly high. So high, they're insane. Who else would Crazy Murray get you stakes this high? I'm so confident you'll enjoy the preview to this high-tech brewer that I'll throw in a mini driver. Sorry, we're all out of maxi drivers. But to make up for it, I'll give you a job like Zambo for nothing. That's like half a job. That's right. Just come on down to Manic Murray's Preview Warehouse. That's Medic Marriott, 843, right next to Mobile Romans. Our movie preview prices are insane! Did he drown himself <sighs> out or did you do that? <sighs> no, it's, I, well, it's Manic Murray. I, think, I, think, I did it with my mind. I think I think. The fates yeah. did that. <laughs> do we mention Adam's on assignment? Adam has a lot of free time, people. <laughs> I think he accidentally called himself Crazy Murray in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> I think both apply. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we've got the gauntlet throwdown. we got a lot to get to, oh so let's get to All our right. first film. Are you ready Please. to get to the first film? Yes. All right, we got a lot to do. It's got Jamie Foxx, and it's called Sleepless. Another day is turned tonight. Close your eyes, say goodnight. Salmon X has the one ingredient doctors recommend most to help you fall asleep safely without worry. Salmon X. That's not helping us get the speed going on this oh. thing. No. Not since the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan Seattle incident has the cast of a movie gotten less sleep. But Bart, let's talk about it. Here we go. Now, according to IMDb, this movie is about a cop with a connection to the criminal underworld who scours a nightclub in search of his kidnapped son. Really? Let me guess. He looks all over the nightclub hoping to find his son. He looks in the bathroom, the kitchen, even the coat closet. Hey, IMDb, at least pretend to give a shit about this movie. <laughs> this movie is set in Las Vegas, so maybe it's one of those really big clubs. You know, with stairs and poles and all sorts of VIP rooms and dance floors and three bars and really cool lights and... 
I'm just saying, some of those clubs are, you know, kind of big. You, you know, know a lot about these clubs. And sometimes it's hard to find, you know, whoever it is you're looking for mm-hmm. in there. It could take you a whole movie's worth yes, of time right. to find someone. Plus, yes. the cover charges are kind of outrageous. Are you done? Yes. Yeah. Jamie Foxx stars as Las Vegas detective Vincent Downs, an undercover agent so good that thousands of tourists would never guess that he's not a blind soul singer. <laughs> so dumb. Vincent Downs is the best of the best. Or at least I'm assuming he is. I mean, he better be, because if he's not, then why would I be watching this? Downs has made many enemies busting crime in the Las Vegas underworld. Las Vegas has an overworld? And he may or may not have stolen a bunch of drugs from a drug lord. In retaliation, the drug lord decides to kidnap Vincent's son, and Vincent only has but a few hours to rent Taken to find out what he should do. (laughs) I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are very particular set of skills. Perfect. Actually, he's he's only got 24 hours to save his son because movie. <laughs> the drug lords hold the kid for ransom until Vincent gives the drugs back. I'm sorry, Paul. Did you say ransom? Yes, I did. And did you say that this movie is about a man who has his son kidnapped? Yes. Yes. And held for ransom. Yes, ransom. Uh-huh. I already yeah. said that. Vincent's son is kidnapped and held for ransom. Well, then allow me. Give me back my son! Nice. Well played. This really is a recipe for a night with no sleep. You know, I had my gallbladder taken out, and I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, and that was just a stupid gallbladder. (laughs) I bet this is the least sleep that a movie character has gotten since Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. So... It's about child napping, like in Gone Baby Gone. And Man on Fire. And Changeling. And Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And Ransom. Technically not wrong. And (laughs) Ransom. The whole trailer is scored with Drake's song, Energy, with every beat of the song punctuated by an edit or a sound effect. You know, like all trailers now. Not sure when we pass the ordinance, but here we are. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. Whatever you're aiming at, make sure you're prepared to kill it. Wait a minute. Wow. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They what? put his family in danger? Yeah. And he's a complex guy with his own problems who could crack under pressure at any moment? Well, Paul, I think we've got a winner. Jamie Foxx, come on down. <laughs> Congratulations. You are the wrong guy to mess with. Well, there you go. Not only is he the best of the best, but they also messed with the wrong guy. A winning combination in any January movie. That's sleepless. Yeah, it's the worst thing to be the family of a cop, right? Because you're going to get kidnapped. Yeah, you're the first yeah. person kidnapped. First person. Family. Oh, being the family of a cop. Oh, yeah. That's really dangerous. It even happens in the best, like Lethal Weapon. They still took his daughter, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They took uh, Murtaugh's. Jack yeah. Bauer. Yeah. They always took his daughter. Oh, yeah. She gets... So you cops shouldn't have families is what you're saying. Well, if you were like, uh, oh, wait, my dad's a cop. This is really scary. But who At was any the, point, you could be picked up. Who mm-hmm. was the best cop? Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, he was really no good. No attachments. No attachments. Right? Mm-hmm. His, oh, right. His ex or his wife was dead or something. Yeah. Right? That's and, why he was crazy. Yeah. Well, and Bruce Willis. I think the marriage had, drove him crazy. Had a, had a marriage in Die Hard, but no kid. Later, oh. when he had a kid, later in the franchise, kidnapped. <laughs> And you're just asking for it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I I did a lot of research on this movie, honestly. I had no idea there was a time limit. He's got 24 hours to do this? I think so. Oh. Because that's why. I I could be wrong. I was reading and watching trailers. All right. Because I I read the synopsis on IMDb and it was like he looks all over a nightclub. I'm like, well, doesn't he do other things? He doesn't sleep. Isn't that the whole thing? I thought that was the whole thing. I couldn't figure that out either. You can't Uh, sleep for 24 hours. I wondered why they called it sleepless. Is there a point in the movie about him not sleeping? Is that like a big plot point? 
He just wants know. to take you a know, nap. I think they just ran out of time. Every Oops. movie could be called Peeless because every time you see a movie, nobody stops to go to the bathroom. You know what yeah. movie I was absolutely thinking about that recently? What? Uh, all the Bourne movies. I really tried to piece together his day and how long his day lasts. Never. No, there's no time. No one sleeps. No one goes to the bathroom. Never has a meal. Yeah. And it feels like it takes place over the course of like two weeks. Right. We went. He's not eating at all. No, he's going to lose weight for sure, jumping on those buildings. And How does he keep eating? his energy up? <laughs> but if he gets a potato or a watermelon, he's going to beat the crap out of a guy with it, right? Right. That's what Just he does. like Gallagher. Whatever Stop he's holding, he can you kill a guy with it. Eat it. We went to a Q&A of the 24, remember? And a, little, a little boy asked. A little kid Keeper. got up and asked Kiefer Sutherland, when you go to the bathroom, he said, during the commercials. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> it was really cute. Just oh, like you, really during cute. the commercials. Yeah. So in the movies, got no excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Just do you go? Like during the commercials. When I go. But this is another good sign that it's... Manuary. A lot of tough guy movies come out in January. We call it Manuary. That's right. We have not had a good Manuary in a while. Now, they had Underworld last week. I don't know if that's Manuary. No. Not like a Jason Life Statham is Manuary. Oh, God. <laughs> Life is manual. Right? Yeah. All right, listen, we burned through that one pretty good. We're making great time. We want to keep up going. with the uh, Manic Crazy Murray. No one can Crazy keep up Murray. with Manic Crazy Murray. Is that right. the other guy? Yeah. Well, Adam's <laughs> normally mellow. But now you're I don't know. I think there's a little <laughs> Manic Adam in there. A little Manic Murray in all of Julie ever meets him, she's going to be like, oh, dude, you must be that Manic guy. Our next film is Hollywood Reaching Across the Aisle, Bart. Mm. Monster Trucks. Coming this Sunday. Sunday! 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 To a multiplex near you. <laughs> and from what I read, it's a kid's movie. Oh. Well, 40 seconds into the trailer, we get the first line of dialogue. What are you? Uh, you know, it's a kid's movie. Here's the second. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Karen, here we go. Great. I get to talk about the burping movie. Fantastic. Monster Trucks. From Sure, Why Not Pictures, in association with nobody's paying attention to January movies that aren't Oscar contenders anyway, entertainment, comes a title so seemingly clever you wonder why it hasn't been used before. How do they come up with this stuff? We need a name that's witty at first, but that seems less funny each time you hear it. <laughs> Who's ready to kick themselves for not getting this idea? These two words have gone together since I was eight. I've been a writer since my 20s, and never once did I realize that these two words are the world's shortest plot description. Here's a clip. Race fans, the U.S. Hot Rod Football Drag Racing Championships oh, fly in the Volvo Arena this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's not, that's not a clip from the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish it were. I do, too. Lucas Till plays Trip from the Spike Lee Joint School of Character Naming. Mm. He's a senior in high school who desperately wants to get out his out of his depressing little hometown and to a bigger, more adventurous life. And the only way to do that to is... Get good grades and go to college. No. Join yeah. the military. No. You could volunteer for the Peace Corps? Play the lottery? Buy a bus ticket? No, no. Oh. Uh, build a kick-ass monster truck out of spare parts and drive the shit out of it. Oh, well. Oh, right. Well, that's a great way to go. It's so obvious. When an accident at a nearby oil drilling site unearths more than just oil. Oil, that is. Black gold. Texas tea. All right, cut that out. Sorry. <clears throat> An accident at a nearby oil drilling site digs up a subterranean creature that decides to take up residence in Tripp's truck. He names him Creech, and he seems to be landing somewhere on the evolutionary scale between a beluga whale and a butt crack. Tripp realizes that this little monster just might be his one-way ticket out of this movie. I mean, out of town. <laughs> it's E.T. meets that time I was truly scared for my life on the 4th of July at the Los Angeles County Fair. <laughs> Here's a clip. 
Hold on to your hat. I know people that used to go to these. I've been to one. We're going to talk about this. Oh, Lord help us As you might suspect, whenever a monster gets loose, the government gets involved. You know, like with Godzilla or Cher. <laughs> You're evil. Well, if Trip doesn't want anyone to know he had a monster, he shouldn't have taken a selfie with it, right? Uh. See, this is what's wrong with the Instagram generation. This shit never would have happened to Elliot and E.T. So, with the government hot on his heels to get their oil monster back, Trip sure. has to drive his truck really fast and find love or something. <laughs> monster truck stars Lucas Till, the Barry Pepper of the 2010s, and also Barry Pepper, the Barry Pepper of the 1990s. Who's Barry Pepper? We're going to have to look that up. Yeah. We'll pause yeah. while you subscribe. <laughs> These are the jokes I never understand. <laughs> and I would say this is an unusual follow-up to Don't Breathe for co-star Jane Levy, but she made this film before the Rob a Blind Guy thriller that grossed $150 million last fall. Uh, that's why they released it, because they have her name now. Well, in fact, like mm -hmm. the Monster Trucks sport itself, this film's just been hanging around since summer 2015, waiting to find an audience. But if this is a hit, look for more mo movies pitched by a kindergartner like Deviled Eggs and Dragonflies. <laughs> a monster possessing a vehicle and eluding the police so we can return him to his home planet is a metaphor Trump is sure to take offense at. Because that's what he does. <laughs> All right, here you go. Did you ever see the trailer? Oh, yes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> right? Watch that. How does that happen? I don't, I don't know how it happens, but it looks like <laughs> Flipper is in his truck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I right? feel like you can't breathe because it's a whale. I know. I know. <laughs> and then the, he goes, I'm calling him Creech. And you're like, like. Like creature, like yeah. well, that's so Hollywood stupid. Run out of uh, it's clever so names, I guess. Well, here's the other thing: isn't Trip the name of Sarah Palin's son? Yes. So is they, that Trig? Is it Trig? No, they're Trip. One trip. of them's Trip. Okay. And there's yeah. and Trig is another one. It's another to, one. Let's go to our Palin expert, <laughs> yeah. Julie Brown. Yeah, I am because I did her once. No, um, oh, no, she like was that her, little bit coming out just Yeah, there? that was it. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> she has like give her, you know. All weird names. But, yeah, they're all really unique and bizarre and trip and a trick. And she seems like a monster truck person. Yeah, this she, is oh probably God. that's our demographic for yeah. this movie. But it looks yeah. like uh, Flipper has a touch of the cork in him, right? <laughs> if you know what that means. You know what that No, you, you know, <laughs> life goes on. Life corky. goes on. Corky. Yeah. He's got a touch of the cork. Oh, <laughs> perhaps the Never the beluga that. whale. Is, you know, has some needs that might be the, special on the well, spectrum. The, the thing is, I, I thought he was really cute. What? And, and like, I almost Creech? feel bad that Creech is in this movie because he's like, I bet he'd be cute in another movie. You know, you're right. If yeah. you put him in a movie with like Dennis Quaid or something, that would be a better movie. Because yeah. then Dennis Quaid would be in it. Let's put him in a Pixar movie where he has adventures oh, with, right. with Marlon yeah. and Dory. I just love yeah. the idea that this kid can't get out of town unless he drives the crap out of his truck. He's got to <laughs> drive. That's yeah. the plan. That was the That's whole plan. So That's your plan. Unimaginative, right? right. Or yeah, I once went on a blind, not blind date. It was a double date with this guy, and he, my friend, is already at the well. I should have seen this coming at the pig <laughs> roast already. And so whenever this guy came to pick me up in his pickup truck. I went to get in and I opened up the passenger side door, but there's all this fishing gear and tackle and stuff oh. on the passenger seat. And he goes, well, you can just slide in and sit by me. And I said, I'm going to sit where there's a seatbelt. And I moved all that <laughs> crap in the middle. You ruined his big plan. His oh, big yeah. plan was, his big pl if I put this <laughs> tackle box here. I put a tackle box, she'll sit next to me and oh. sit on my lap practically. Oh, my God.
God. But you had mentioned earlier that so you had ridiculous. been to a monster truck rally. Yeah, it's loud as heck. It's loud as, it's so the best loud. thing in the world. It is the funnest you're going to have for $10. Oh, for $10. Because I don't know if this happens at everyone. I've only been to one. $10, watch monster trucks. And I'm not really sure how they score it. Right, I don't know what the scoring goes. I don't how think the scoring that's goes important. there? Doesn't important. <laughs> Everybody gets an award. Everyone just wins like at the monster truck rally. Little league, <laughs> because just like little league, you all participated. It yeah. devolves into them just running over everything they can. It's like wrestling. Fantastic. <laughs> they just like the baseball diamond or the pitcher's mound yeah. or the yeah. dugouts or just trashing Jack Murphy Stadium down in San Diego. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my friend uh, Nick had a, a series of YouTube videos. I, I can't remember what it was called. But his thing was each video he'd run over something with a steamroller and see. Oh. I think Letterman used to Letterman do that. Yeah, used to do. Letterman yeah. did that. Maybe I'm thinking of Letterman. What did Nick do? He's kind of your friend. Maybe you're yeah. friends with him. Yeah. Were you friends with David? David? You've been know? on the Letterman show yeah, a few times. Yeah, I was on oh. it like yeah five or six times. Dude, that's yeah. really cool. It was really fun. It was that's scary cool. though. I bet. Does he frighten people? He does frighten people, especially you know they used to be harder on comedians before. I think they got better, but they would make you, like, the talent coordinator would make you go over your material, like, over and over and over and go, you need three more jokes here. You need... What? They, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm not kidding. And, um, but they, I think they stopped that, but that yeah. was, they did that. And that's, that's so good for comedy. It was so weird, because then I saw <laughs> Janine Garofalo go on once, and she goes, she was so scared, and she goes, uh, I can't do this. I can't say the answers I'm supposed to say. Like, she just bailed on it, and I understood. I understand why. Because she was so... You know, he's he's great. I love him. I mean, he's like, I love him, but he's scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You yeah. just go, oh. And this talent coordinator is probably some 20-something. No, it wasn't. It was an older guy who'd been with him for a long oh, time. Oh, okay. So he because... really felt like the authority figures are coming down, you know. Oh, sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he really felt like, I better do this right. Well, and I just would, oh, I just would have a hard time taking notes from somebody who, you know, hasn't been in the business. But if it's he a has, though. crotchety he, old yeah. man. Like, yeah, it was okay. a crotchety old man who I think worked with Carson, so you're like, oh, my God, this is... Serious show business right wow. now. And were you singing a song or something? Because that could be really tricky. If... No, I was okay. no, I was just coming on to promote stuff. Okay, but I met Jaja Gabor when I was on. That's so amazing. Did you get her to Great. smack you? No, but she goes. We're backstage, and she was like looking at me like, "Who are you?" I mean, like that competitive <laughs> girl oh, thing. No! And then I I said to her, "This is the thing that I do with with women that are like this." I go. You are so beautiful. You have to. And then she goes, yeah. then she liked me instantly. Yes. And she goes, you and I are the only ones with cleavage. Ah. And I'm like, it's fantastic. So then she was friends with <laughs> me. And she talked to me. But you have to like take that, you know, that thing away. Like you're not going to compete with that. Julie, you are yeah. so beautiful. You are so beautiful. Are you trying to compete with her? <laughs> no, Thanks. I just want to be your friend. <laughs> I wanted to be your friend. No, it's so true, especially it in comedy. It works. Oh, it's weird. You get the daggers and you're like. Or you tell someone they're so funny. And then yes. they calm down yeah. because you're if they're being weird to you, it's because they're insecure. Yeah. So if you say that, then they go, oh, okay. You know? Especially guys, comedian guys, because I run into that. And yeah. Guy, not that they're competitive. They do, well, my, I have a group and we all wear wigs and sing 60s doo-wop, but it's all really dirty. And so when we roll in, we look crazy. Uh-huh. And so you already get the looks like, what is going on with you? So then you have to tell everybody how pretty and how funny they are. Then they all like you. Yeah, I know. Did you get a glimpse of personal Dave? Or is it uh, hard? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he'll talk to you between the commercials. Oh, good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's, well, you never know if they're he's like. Really, he's really cool. It's just that, you know, he, especially then, you're going, I'm really on this show that I idolize. And he's so legendary. So. And it was in its heyday. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you're also like, I have to do these jokes that I have to do them right. And. It's just a lot of pressure. Because you were on Late Night as well as The Late Show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I have always wanted to know. Remember, he used to do fewer mailbag. 
and he would read viewer mail, right? And people would ask him yeah. questions. And I've always wanted to write in and ask him, what does David say to you when he leans in during commercial break? Because he'll always he do the lean in. small talk, you know? Really? Just like, yeah. hey, you smell good? Or something nice like... Nice cleavage? Something, yeah. He, no, he's, <laughs> he's pretty nice, cool. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Um, he just says something in, like a normal person. Hey, you're doing really good. How's, like, need some or more like, water? Or complimenting whatever you're promoting or saying, I don't know, just something like okay. that. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Mystery solved. Yeah. I've always wanted to... Well, I'm glad he, he's engaged and yeah. not... You know. Yeah. No, he was awesome, really. I mean, don't you love him? I, I mean, do. Yeah. 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 And I, I wouldn't actually him. care if he's like, well, I know he never talked to me during the commercials because the show's just so good. I never care. You know, but it's <laughs> yeah. actually a bonus to hear that he's nice. You know, yeah. it's so funny. I miss him so much that I don't even, I don't watch any of the other shows. You don't? I try to, but I, I like Conan. I, d- I do. I like Jimmy Fallon and Seth. Yeah, I like Jimmy. Seth's good. Yeah, I, I like both Seth. of them. Seth does an old because I I like Seth I think because it's just an old school. That's yeah, true. It is. Talk it show. is an right? old school Fallon, talk show. Too much viral video supremacy yeah, they're yeah. shooting for the, with and that. And then Corbin, that's all he is. Is if yeah. He, Corden, yeah. Cor- Corden. He if he does something on the show and it gets a lot of hits, then they make it another show. I know, right? <laughs> it's amazing. Myers is like monologue bits guests. It's a yeah. little late night show. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, I mean, I it's so hard to do that. So mm-hmm. you. I think I'm always admiring the actual skill that they can be there and be funny and relaxed and do something entertaining like five days a week. That That's seems true. crazy yeah. to me, right? Yeah. And they're under the same pressure that you're under for that one time. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> if you're like nervous about doing your couple of jokes at the right time, right. they have to set you up for all that stuff. I know. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, listen, I want a cool story then between each of these movies. I'm, I'm going yes, to turn we'll back, back to Julie for that. Pressure's on. <laughs> well, because he's... we got a lot. We, we do our food. We need drinks, water, No, anything? we're good. We're good. A lot the of movies. marathon we're doing. I've also got to say, Pace I would yourself. rather Pace hear Julie tell me stories than see this movie. Then talk about The hey! Bye-Bye Man. Oh, no. Oh, the oh, Bye-Bye Man. Man. No, it's oh. not a sequel to The Goodbye Girl. Not a companion <laughs> piece to Hello, Dolly. Not even a big screen movie based on those Saturday Night Live airline flight attendant characters. I do like that. The vibe. The oh, right. Bart, let's talk about it, but not too much. Oh, Paul's popping and locking. Check out the YouTube page. Now, I'll usually watch the trailer before writing any material, but since this is a horror film coming out in January, I think we can all safely assume that it's just a bunch of this. You're right, and I'll gladly address that in a second here. This Friday the 13th... It's got a death curse! (laughs) Shut up, Ralph. (laughs) Blumhouse Films raids the couch cushions once again and comes up with enough money for a January release. The Bye Bye Man is another mystical monster from Jason Blum's House of Ideas. Like all hauntings of Blumhouse, this one also has a shtick. The Bye Bye Man only appears when you say his name. Like Trump. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's a doozy, Judge. (laughs) Oh, great. Another phrase we're not supposed to say. So add that to your list, Macbeth purists. When three college friends move into an off-campus house, they stumble upon the origins of all evil. An empty keg? No, the bye-bye man. Bye-bye, And they discover (laughs) that the key to preventing bad things from happening is to not even think about the bye-bye man in the first place. Not a problem. I've never heard of the bye-bye man before just now, so how can I think about him? However, now that you have mentioned it, it's really all I can think about. So thanks a lot, Paul. Thus, this movie's haunting warning, don't say it, don't think it. (gasps) Hey, wasn't that Hillary Clinton's campaign slogan? (laughs) 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 
Much like time, Bloody Mary right? and Beetlejuice, the mere acknowledgement of this evil wills it into being. He's real. If you say his name, or even think it, he'll come for you. Paul, I'm just a little confused. I'm not getting the gist of this premise. Here, let me put this into a language that you will understand. Whatever we think of, if we think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover will appear and destroy us, okay? So empty your hands! Okay, now you're speaking my language. Now I get it. Thank you for clearing that up. Mm -hmm. Well, having awakened the bye-bye man, the three students are soon subject to all sorts of hauntings in their house that most certainly threaten their life and their two-month security deposit. <laughs> Things get complicated when the cops start nosing around and want to know what's with all that horror. If only there was horror? some way to keep... <laughs> Horror. Horror? Horror? Horror. <laughs> it was a state school. Things get complicated when the <laughs> cops start nosing around and want to know what's up with all that horror. There you go. If only there was some way to communicate to the authorities what's going on without having to say the bye-bye man. <laughs> so the kids come up with alternate names for the bye-bye man in an effort to explain what's going on. Officer, it's the so long stranger. It's sayonara kimasabi. <sighs> Or my favorite, it's Hit the Road Jack. The North American Bye-Bye Man can be found in the shadows and on ceilings and reflected in mirrors that you've just closed. Yes, in this trailer, someone closes a medicine cabinet mirror, revealing the villain. Sounds scary, but I wonder if the movie can live up to this staged reading of the scene by Dr. Paul F. Tompkins. PFT. Turns on the water, and then he looks in the mirror first, as if to say, it's you and me, buddy. It is nuts out there. <laughs> Tell you what, old friend. Why don't we treat ourselves to a little cold water on the face? I bet that'll make things seem a lot less bleak. So he goes down, and he splashes the water on his face, and then he comes back up. Hideous monster in the mirror! Probably pretty accurate of what actually yeah. happens. In yeah, the movie. probably. Yeah. This trailer is almost 90 percent uh, buong. One of my favorite things. In fact, we took all of the words out to see what it would sound like if it was all buong. Buong, uh, Julie, is their favorite sound effect trailer noise. Oh. You'll hear oh. it here. And really, this is one of my favorite things to do. say the dialogue's completely unnecessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. Clearly. <laughs> that is amazing. Now, but someone has to say bye-bye, man. So, at some point, you don't have a plot, point. so you got to have some dialogue. But I, I, I don't, I'm not sure if that was a trailer, if we just had a microphone in a nightclub. <laughs> it sounds like you just have a microphone in a car accident. Now, the movie stars Douglas Smith as Elliot, Cressida mm -hmm. Bonas as Sasha, and Lucien Laviscount. Laviscount? Sure. sure. As John. <laughs> 
the obligatory black friend. Because, hey, somebody's got to die first, right? Hey. But also, friend of the show, Doug Jones, Yay. plays the bye-bye man himself. Oh, oh you guys. Oh, oh no. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You, you precious, precious puppies. <laughs> and that's the bye-bye man. Bye-bye. <laughs> How did they escape the bye-bye man? They gave him the old Bubba Duke. There you go. <laughs> That's the bye-bye man. So tell us about Dr. Demento. I was just going to say, tell us about Dr. Demento. He's really sort of, like you think he's going to be crazy or, mm-hmm. you, no. He's like really shy and really sweet and just like very kind of sp- whispery you just, he's not at all like crazy a mental patient you know, yeah he's not he's super sweet and you you kind of go what what is what does he really feel about this you can't really tell i mean he's sweet about it like i really like your work but you don't get like any kind of edge coming from him so i had a theory um yeah. that uh dr demento and the guy who played Les Nessman from WKRP were the same guy. Because I've never seen him in the same place at the same time. <laughs> oh, no. No? Okay. Probably not. No. no. <laughs> they looked the same. Sim- I uh, can't remember. I wish I had more to say, more stories about it. Uh, that's all right. What was the song he got in his hands? That, that put- uh, the Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, and he, he was like, not the first person, but he was one of the early people that play it and had me on a show. And he was so nice, you know. So I just got called and went on. And then he put that song on a compilation of his, like a Dr. Domeno compilation. So you get a little taste? Yeah, I do. Nice. I still do. Really? Good. Yeah, Good. Excellent. Do. do you wander out to your mailbox every once in a while and go, oh, there's 38 cents. Sweet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Residuals are the best. I should get me some of or them. royalties or whatever they are. So how do you translate that into... The spots on MTV where you're introducing videos. It's just because I make comedy videos. MTV needs funny, perhaps. You mean to, how to get on to there? them up? Yeah. The way I got on there was I had an album. Uh, well, my album that I had put out on Rhino got. Um, they they called me and they said these are really theatrical songs. Do you have any movie ideas? Which was That's crazy. Great. Yeah, because one of the one of the songs is Earth Girls Are Easy, mm-hmm. and we had thought of a movie while we we're writing the song. Me and my writing partner Charlie Coffee. So I pitched them that to you know star me and they bought it in the room which also never happens oh, when they're like awesome. we're buying that just like in a movie right yeah. great, that's buying great. that movie so we wrote it we developed it we wrote it for two years and that's wait that wasn't the question you asked me i love this well, answer though <laughs> keep going well you know you're, how did i get it on tv yeah okay, yeah how do you translate to, from they had to, to buy TV? my album because some of the songs were in the movie so then i got a record deal because they were taking my album off the market so i did a new album and then they uh, they said do you want to go on mtv to promote it right so i thought okay you know but when i got there i thought i'm just gonna make fun of all the videos instead of say how great they are because i think that i would feel stupid so and i thought they're either gonna like it or hate it and then I made fun of all the videos, and they go, we like this a lot. So oh, can you great. start doing, you know, come. That's when they were asking me to come out there. They gave me a deal to come out like eight weeks a year or something. And so I'd go out and do VJ stuff. And then they said, well, do you want to do a show? And that's when I said, only if I can stay here and do it, because I had developed a fear of flying, which I told them. <laughs> um, and so I did my show out here, which was great because there was no executives. Right. So it was just me and my writing partner and this one producer, and we just did the show. Oh, that's so perfect. So it was, yeah, it was really 
fun. That's how it happened. And you, they, they, they were you the first one then to goof on them? Because later, you know, Beavis yeah, and Butted would come yeah, along no, and goof on I them. Yeah, no, I was so. because I thought, okay, am I, this is, they're going to, they could hate this. But I thought, how do I just go, here's a new video by Stevie Nicks. I feel like an, it's great. <laughs> right. Only if, like, only a few people could pull that off. And yeah, you like, got to be Ellen Ma- Hunter. To yeah, mm-hmm. Martha Quinn was really cute too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was really cute. Yeah, she's adorable. Um, so I just thought, I have to do it like this. You know, it's really, because I had just done the album. One of the things I found on the album was they had set me up with some producers that had worked with Madonna, right? And they're like, you could be like Madonna. So I was trying to do songs that were like Madonna. And I have a couple of them on my album. But then I went, this feels so like not me. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I started doing funny songs on the album. And that's what I think because when I got to MTV, I just knew I couldn't be super straight. It would be just, I'd feel like an idiot. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's how it happened. It's like one of those things where you go, I'm just going to do this and fuck it. Right? Oh, I'm not yeah. supposed to oh, say no. that. That's fine. <laughs> no, stick to what, what you're best at. That, you, it you also gives you, it. Um, in that time, I feel like women were so busy trying to be sexy. The yeah. fact that you're hot and funny is such a great well, combination. You. And yeah, what I watched. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but it makes you stand out. It's one I thing didn't know to be... the show had sound. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's one like, thing boobs. to be pretty, but to be funny is really kind of where you get your niche. That's that's what I cared about. I mm-hmm. thought I just have to make this funny. And not yeah. like that other uppity Julie Brown. Right? No. Yeah. I, know, I know her, though. She's, We're gonna she's get very into nice. We're going to get into she's that. She's very nice. Are you? Yeah, he's going to oh. get into it. I None just of have us. to know. I just have to know how that all intersected and worked and what it was like in the hallway. And you bump into her in the hallway and like, hey, Julie, hey, Julie. Well, I, I still well, okay. think Should that our t- Julie Brown is funnier. I, I thought so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the other one had a British accent. She right? had a British accent, and she Which was it, fake. It was right? really no. Oh, no. <laughs> she was. We we really were just on the channel at the same time. That's, That's what I assume. All that happened, and then everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's two Julie Browns." So I'd go on her show, and she went on my show, and then. It's like people never got over it. You know what I mean? I'm like, Clearly. get yeah, yeah. over it. Yeah, Bart. Yeah. Even, honestly, my dad, who has now passed away, said, aren't you downtown Julie Brown? I go, no. Oh God, no. But now, this has been so many years, people come up to me and they go, hey, downtown Julie Brown. And I go, yeah, hi. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I don't fight it. I think it was the easiest thing to keep you separated. We, mm, You look different. I know, but people think that, I think it's that it's kind of hooky, the downtown mm, yeah. part. So people just will see me. Obviously, they think it's me, mm-hmm. but they think that that is the also name. my name. Oh, okay. So I just, I, I don't, I give up. Did you no. ever think about going to like uptown or cross town? Or? I did it for a minute. Cross I was West town. Coast Julie Brown for a minute. Oh, yes, you were. Right. Oh, yes, true. you when were. We were. When we were on, when we were both on, and then yes. I went, why should I be anywhere? I don't want to be like... I why was should Julie I change Brown my name? First. Why should so, I be anywhere? Yeah, why should I be anywhere? So I stopped it. I stopped it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but she's nice, and she's uh, married to this guy who makes tanks or something. I mean, we monster were, uh, trucks. Yeah, monster trucks. We were on RuPaul's Drag Race together. But, oh, fun. Yeah. And, well, I that's mean, right. They, that's the other thing. She's a man, right? No. <laughs> Fake British She's accent a and a man. Very nice woman. <laughs> and really sweet. And um but the thing I didn't like is that they didn't tell us till we got there that they're putting both of us uh. on like like I don't know what they thought. Oh, right? cat I think I know exactly what that's they thought. Like a cat yeah. or something. Cat fight. I mean, I, cuz I've seen her in uh, things over the years. She's just nice and we're get along and it's just you like you just ridiculous. have the same name that is that's just it. That's the only it. thing there's nothing else <laughs> and they just happen to have the same job yeah the, the same, same name time <laughs> same job 
Yeah. All right. I'm straightened. All right. I got it. Good. I'm straight. And yes. that's Bye Bye Man. Yeah. And that's Bye Bye Man. That's the Bye Bye Man. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you mean even if you think Bye Bye Man, he comes? That's it. Your ass right there. You thought it is. Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that why problem. Mr. Stay Puffs showed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't think of it. He's I right had that problem you. in Ghostbusters. What? Just like in, in Bye Bye Man, all they do is try to convince each other not to think or say yeah. Bye Bye Man by saying, don't think or say Bye Bye Man. Too late. Too late. So look, if we dead. think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover's going to come. Too late. It yeah. should have been J. Edgar Hoover coming around that corner. That would have Not been the good. State Park. Yes. Oh, but then he said the traveler has been chosen, the traveler's come. So they gave him a little window. I bet you he thought of the State Puff Marshmallow before. Man before even the J. Yeah. Edgar Hoover reference was dropped. <laughs> That's probably that, true because you know Ray would have gone right to that it. Would, that would, I'll right, accept that. we got a marathon of oh, movies okay, going here. Let's get to the newest now one from Mark Wahlberg. In Patriot's Day, respect is paid to one of our more tragic recent terrorist events with actors doing bad Boston dialects. Patriot's Day? Pretty melodramatic title for a film about Deflate Gate. No, it's huh? The, the Patriots. Uh, uh, let's talk about it anyway, Karen. Here we go. Oh. We're not allowed to talk about football. Apparently Meryl Streep said so. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg finally has a good reason to be out of breath in this thrilling adaptation of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. We got to find these guys before they do this to someone else. <laughs> You guys are so so we love Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. These guys, before they do it to someone else. Yeah. Hey guys, I think that guy over there's got a bomb. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg plays Officer Tommy Saunders, pronounced Tommy Saunders, who has recently fallen out of favor with his commanding officers due to a bit of a personality issue he has. And so, in an effort to get back into the good graces of his bosses, Officer Saunders volunteers <laughs> for extra duty at the marathon. Initially stationed at hydr- Hydration Station Number Three, easy to say. Hydration Tommy Station. Tommy is suddenly inexplicably reassigned inexplicably. to. Blank- I can't say it. it Bill <laughs> Bill Bixby. <laughs> resigned to blanket Who guy at the finish these line. Words? The point is, at first he yes. feels slighted by his demotion, but when all hell breaks loose, he realizes that it was his fate that brought him to the finish line that day. That and the fact that he kept drinking all the water he was supposed to be handing to the runners. More of that personality problem he has. <laughs> now, I Paul, I want you to listen. The lesson here is the same one from Wahlberg's last film, Deepwater Horizon. Never leave your wife and go to work. Things only go downhill <laughs> once you do that. For those who don't remember, the Boston Marathon bombing will be forever remembered as the first time that race was interesting. Too soon, Paul. Yeah. Well, there's something that's never been said about the finish line of that race. Too late. <laughs> The film sets out to recount the events leading up to the aftermath of the bombing near the finish line of the famed race. Berg, the director Peter Berg, examines the complexity of the lives of the bombers themselves as well as the coordinated effort of various law enforcement agencies who were tasked with bringing the two terrorists to justice. Now, this movie also stars one of Earth's most enjoyable human beings, John Goodman. And connecting Kevin Bacon to Optimus Prime gets that much easier with Bacon's appearance alongside Mark Wahlberg in this film as well. Goodman and Bacon mm-hmm. fight for authority over the investigation and subsequent manhunt. Now, it shouldn't come as a surprise that the FBI and local authorities struggle to get along because it's a narrative used in every movie about local cops and the feds having to work together. <laughs> Patriot's Day is from the director of Lone Survivor and Deepwater Horizon, which I'm now going to gather was delayed. That would be Peter Berg, and this is a second movie he's made about a bombing if you include Battleship. (laughs) (laughs) Directed by Peter Berg and starring Mark Wahlberg. Well, this movie is a double burger, you could say. Well, I wouldn't say that, but Grandpa Caius over there certainly would. I do approve that message. (laughs) Let's see. Wahlberg was a worker on the exploding oil rig in Deepwater Horizon. He's a cop in Boston during Patriot's Day. Wahlberg is the zealot of real-life action heroes. Look for him as a Native American in the Standing Rock Pipeline 
protest film coming in 2018. I'm not a fuzzy plug. Penny, Penny, I forgot to do my tongue twisters before Mark this. Wahlberg at yes? Standing Rock. Make that movie. That's not real, right? No. <laughs> no, that's why we yell. Till we like, make it. <laughs> okay. No, we make it. Someone's gonna go to Julie. Uh, do you have any ideas for some movies for Wal- Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> yes, I do. He's a cop. He it's doesn't get along say. with his boss. That's <laughs> tough I mean, to say. Drinking a lot of water. He is. He is a very not one-dimensional, but a zealot of the working man. Yeah, you know. He is. I mean, because I, for one, want to see how Mark Wahlberg is gonna pull off a guy with a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, that's not pulling anything stretching here, Mark. He's so, so you were on Happy Days. <laughs> yes, that is so cool. That, that is funny. amazing. When? Um, during Happy like Days. Joey Ch- loves Chachi was, years when or I when? I was uh, fifteen. Um, Three. It, wait, no, it was the last year of Happy Days. Oh, okay. So this the is this is when uh, what's his well, name? Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley was, was uh, um, no. captaining no. that ship. No, even he no. left. No, maybe, maybe he was right after. It was. I thought it was the last year. But uh, I was in the camping episode, and the casting director had come to my improv class, and he, you know, they they had me come in, and they had me do this character who had, well, I played her with a, a lisp. Oh, so I had cool! To, it was really fun. My name was Susie Simmons. That was the character, and I was on. I was Ralph Mouse's girlfriend in the camping Perfect. episode. Oh, nice! So it was, it was really fun. Oh, what people so fail to realize about Happy Days. Is that the the premise of almost every show was was uh, Ralph, Potsy, and Richie trying to get laid. Yeah. That's all they were trying to do is go up yeah. to lookout yeah. point or make out point yeah, exactly. or yeah. or screw exactly. him in the back car or whatever. Yeah. It's the back of the car. It's it's that hilarious, but it's happening. such an yeah. innocent way of doing it. Too. And the Fonz was just getting laid every <laughs> he day. He was kicking broads all out of that time. place every morning. <laughs> he was so. I mean, I've oh. since worked with him, but in that show. He comes up to me, and I guess like women were throwing themselves at him. But so he says to me on the first day, he goes, "So, um, what are you doing for lunch?" And I'm like, <gasps> "I kind of went, well, I don't know." And then he goes, "I'm going to meet some friends." So I think he just wanted the moment of me being really excited that he was asking me out, <sighs> which was so weird. That is really weird. Isn't that weird? Because he was like yeah. 40 at that time, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, something. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't really say anything. I was just like, uh, I mean, I was flabbergasted that's amazing you know, i know i know i was just gonna find out because i'm not gonna hang out with you yeah what what are you doing for lunch because i'm busy i'm busy <laughs> isn't that weird it's really strange i know so i was like okay and then he was a director when i was doing clueless i, I worked on clueless i was a writer and an actress and the gym teacher you and were in the film and the tv the, show yeah. so you're on and the then, tv show and then he was a director um like a couple times they had him and he's really nice and goofy and like he wasn't that guy anymore, but it was really weird to see him different times. He's just like a normal guy now. You know right. what I mean? But he was, I don't know what was happening in his head then. <laughs> a lot of Fonzie stuff. That a lot means, of Fonzie did stuff. you get to work with, was it Scott Bayo who Trump loves? Who is that? That Oh, yeah, that's Scott Bayo. No. No. I, well, did you get to work with him? No, I don't think he was uh, on that episode. I was just wondering. I think he was he's, around then, but I, I didn't get to work that, with him. Probably Chachi-centric, Happy Days, if uh, it's late. That's what yeah. I thought, but. But, you know, because he's not. He might have been on the show, but not that episode. Oh, yeah. You know, right. I just don't remember. I just know that Meryl Streep's one of the greatest actors of her time, along with Scott Baio. I so say this I with all sincerity. <laughs> yeah. You're not old enough to have been on Happy Days. There you go. Oh, you're so sweet. That's no right. way. That's Patriot's Day. 
<laughs> oh, which, by the way, I did see, and it's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah? It is supposed to be great. I bet it is. Great. I'm kind yeah. of curious yeah. about I watching that. You're going, like, what exactly happened, right? I know. Well, we I know a lot about what happened, but... But, but watching it, I think it'd be good. I'm So curious. it's not like another Sully? Like, I know the story. No, it's... A, it, well, because no, they follow different no. characters. Because no, okay. you don't. I, I, I learned a lot. I mean, you may not... I'd have, the the it is about the teams coming together. The feds show up, and then every I mean everyone got on their horse and helped. The manhunt is really exciting. And That's even though the you part, know when you watched yeah. it on TV, it was unbelievable. Remember yeah. that mm-hmm. they were going that into every crazy. backyard. Yeah. yeah, and then they had the um that what do they call that vision where they can see through the the boat tarp? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. They had like a night vision the, the type yeah. thing, and then the heat vision. That was amazing, right? Yeah. Does that happen? Uh, in the and movie? all that stuff is still really exciting, even if you know where it's going. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and not and intense, like like hard, like not too soon. No, well, I mean, it's sooner than like everyone they was on right United ninety three's case for being too soon after nine yeah. eleven. That I movie can't watch is that. brilliant, oh, by the way. United ninety three. Oh my god, that's wow. a, such a brilliant movie. Really, I can't. Um, but that was five years. It came out, <coughs> I think ninety or two thousand six. Five years after two thousand one. This is three years. At three and a half, I guess. So yeah, three years. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't care as long as it's tastefully done. You can make a movie whenever you want. I am just at that point in my life. I just don't want to be reminded. I don't want to. I yeah. know that bad stuff happens. Don't need to see it on movies. Well, the interesting part of it is is the time we spend with the terrorists. Like they get humanized, and I guess they have to be. There were people, and they lived with people, and there were kids in the house. Were they good? The guys playing the terrorists. Yeah. Yeah, they were. That would be Because especially because he comes off as such a slacker. Yeah. Like, how does he pull any of this stuff off? He's like a millennial douche. And he's like <laughs> pulling off this bombing and killing people. It's crazy. And well, then the bro- the probably... older brother is the crazy one. He's the yeah, ISIS, yeah. ISIS, 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 ISIS uh... all the time guy. And so it's an interesting uh, relationship they have. They butt heads a lot, which is good. I saw this comedian. She was talking about something. And her father goes, you better be careful. If you go overseas, you might be raped by ISIS. And she said, I just want you to know. <clears throat> When I go overseas, I'm worried about being raised, raped by most any man I meet. <laughs> <laughs> Not so yeah. much ISIS. Yeah. Just tell you. Yeah, that. that's just that's just a kick just, in the teeth. <laughs> ISIS, but I, you know. Just alone in a weird place. Yeah. Just saying. Well, let's get out to our next film. Anyway. Boston takes yes. it in the teeth again. First from the Boston Marathon bombing, and now Ben Affleck's accent. It's live by night, Karen. Oh dear. Live. Ben Affleck brings his second adaptation of a Dennis Lehane novel after his directorial debut, Gone Baby Gone, which was overlooked, baby, overlooked. Paul, that is so dumb. I'm just giving the iTunes subscribers what they want. Lehane is one of those executive, <laughs> one of the executive producers, which accounts for this film retaining all the bookiness of the source material. I like my movies with bookiness. I like bookiness. Yeah. In this fedora porn, it's the 1920s and Ben Affleck plays Joe Coughlin the son of a Boston police superintendent who decides to go into the booze business because simply being the son of a Boston cop just isn't a corrupt enough life for him. Now, I should note for our listeners that he's a gangster. Not gangsta with an A, but gangster with a stir. So he's bad, but not, you know, super fly. Coughlin soon realizes that nobody wants to watch a movie about a small-time crook for long, so he starts shooting porno. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, it's booze running. Okay. He's rejected from the Irish mob when he's unable to answer where he sees himself in five years during the job interview. He hooks up with the Italian mob, the Mr. Pibb of mobs in Boston at that time. This leads him to Florida, where he has to contend with a God-fearing Southern sheriff played by Chris Cooper and the KKK. And if that's not exciting enough, there's also gambling. Throw in an affair with the boss's wife, a couple mob hits, a massacre or two, and you got yourself a stew of movies. You got a stew going. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's actually Joe's affair with his boss that eventually catches the attention of his superiors, who put the squeeze on Joe until he gets popped and has to do three long in the joint. Puts the squeeze on? Gets popped? Three long in the joint, Paul? Sorry, I thought I'd try out some of that spiffy 1920s lingo they use in the movie. That's not necessary. The Italian mob boss in Florida taps Joe to be vice president of kneecap breaking and mm. rum running down in Miami where Joe falls in love again, this time with Graciela, played by Zoe Saldana, a spicy little Cuban number. Paul, is that more 1920s lingo? No. <laughs> this movie looks like a real shoot 'em up so I predict that many will get shot em up <laughs> Right, he's just trying to make a living, but M are always getting shot, right? Screw him. Live by Night is directed by America's favorite Ben Affleck, director Ben Affleck. It also stars actor Ben Affleck, America's second favorite Ben Affleck. The movie's being billed as from the director of Argo and the Town, rather than from director Ben Affleck. Funny that they don't want to say the name Ben Affleck. Referencing his work isn't a problem. Sure, his work is great. It's just him, personally, that we have a problem with. Apparently, just saying the name Ben Affleck, much like the bye-bye man, I suppose, is the kiss of death. Much like the town, Ben Affleck plays a gangster slash organized crime villain, but this time the city is Miami. And luckily for Ben Affleck, 1920s Miami sounds just like 2010's The Town's Boston and 1994's Goodwill Hunting's Boston, saving him once again from having to learn to speak like a normal American. Hey, look, if Hugh Laurie can pull off a fake American accent, so can you, Ben. Brendan Gleeson, one of our most Irish talents, stars as Coughlin's father, but not to be out Irished. Coughlin's gang are played by the Lucky Charms mascot, Darby <laughs> O'Gill, and the leprechaun from the movie Leprechaun. It's a world where flappers, malls, and cars from the 1920s exist, but daylight does not. Kind of the opposite of a Baz Luhrmann film. Yeah, here you go. It's a bright movie, some Baz Luhrmann movies. Did you make a gangster movie? Baz Luhrmann? Didn't he make that one where they just sing and... Great Gatsby's probably the oh. I'm thinking of the Nicole Kidman thing. Yeah. Wasn't that Boz? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. So you were in any which way you can. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, my it's goodness. Really oh, my... There's no <laughs> way you were... No way you are... Can you even handle this? That is another movie from my childhood that was on HBO that... Yeah. Any which way you can and then any which way but loose. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was goodness. on for all the time. It was constantly on. And right. it, Clint Eastwood was an idol, and there was a monkey and fighting. It was it was really fun. Yeah. And um, I had to go to uh, Durango, Colorado. Oh. To do cool. it? No, not Durango. Uh, Jackson Hole. Oh, fun! Yeah. It's even better. I did summer stock in Durango. So, um, <laughs> but Clint Eastwood, that that was you know really early in my career, and he wasn't directing, but he was running everything, right? Oh. And he was the fastest director. I, I didn't know people could go that fast. It's like you just do it, and he's like, okay, move on. Right? I, I've always had a theory that all Clint Eastwood movies are first takes only. They are. <laughs> Moving on. They are. Go. Moving on. And you're going, right? Because I, you know, as a young actress, I thought, I really have to, you know, do more or whatever. But you didn't get to. It was just over. Wow. And um, I, the monkey was really great. The monkey was awesome. I mean, <laughs> Was his name Clyde, or did that yeah, become something? Yeah, it was Clyde. Oh, okay. It was Clyde. Oh. And... Uh, it was really fun, and I had to do this thing where I was upside down on a plane. So they had to take this hydraulic thing and really dump us upside down, which I guess they wouldn't do now. Yeah, they just computer it. Right, but we had to be, like, it was horrible. That How part scary. Was horrible. I wouldn't like the blood was, going to my it head. It was horrible. Oh, that'd be horrible. Awful. And if so you, you get a panic like, attack? Yeah, I, I didn't, but I, I felt <sighs> like I could, right? right? So, um, but it was really fun, and it was really exciting because it was Clint Eastwood, right? 
And uh, he's just tough as nails, right? He really is. I've and never. His girlfriend Sandra Locke was in this one too. Ooh. Oh yes, that was interesting because she was she was nice, but she was like, you just go, what does he see in her? Right? It's kind of like the Steve Martin Victoria Tennant. Yeah, thing. yeah, it was that a was a little weird. bit like that. You're like, I don't 100 percent get going on this, there. Mm-hmm. right? I've never met him, met him, but I ran into him at an award show. Yeah. And he just looks like he could open beer cans with his yeah. bare hands and just like rip the top off. <laughs> right, and right. And he's not like a, he's he's an imposing figure, right? He's 6'2". Yeah, or he's six, really three. big guy, yeah. Um, but he's not like beefy. He just got, he's, he just looks lean and like he'll just rip your head off. He's just right. carved out of granite. Oh, just you know? He's chiseled stone. all those yeah. lines in his face. Right, and I think he had done Bronco Billy, but it wasn't out yet. <sighs> and he was saying that, that that's the, like, like his art movie, but this is the you know every which way you can um, is like the you know popcorn movie or the movie for the masses. So you, he had that in his head too. Bronco Billy is a must see for anyone. Who it's hasn't fantastic, seen it. it's isn't fantastic. it? I'm writing it on my list because I've oh not my God, seen you'll it, love that movie. and I will love it. Yeah, let me write it down. He, uh, my favorite part of the whole movie is when they're all bums, right, running the yeah, West Wild yeah. West show, and they're leaving a bar. <laughs> and Scat Van Crowther goes, pays the bar tab. He goes, Hey, you go, man, keep the change. And yeah. the guy behind the bar goes, uh, you owe me two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but just such confidence. Here you go, man. Keep the change. No, it's just too funny. Bronco laugh. Billy. Okay. Entertaining. Very entertaining. So the the town or what we were talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. We've moved on to the I guest segment. Know, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I love Ben Affleck. I hear this one isn't very good. Though. It, it, it looks look, so bad. It looks like a mess of a movie trying Doesn't to find it? something. It good, but it just isn't. Well, I maybe, the tra- maybe what I, I'm I bought the trailer. Maybe what I'm referring to is that I've read a lot of, of reviews and synopsis, and so oh. I'm comparing that with the visuals that I've seen, and it it looks kind of aimless. Like yeah. we're not really sure what the moral of the story is supposed to be. He's he's a bad guy that tries to redeem himself in weird bad guy ways. Like he's still going to be a That's bad the guy. Town. Yeah. yeah. He's still a bad guy, yeah. but he's going to live by a code within that because, you know, Zoe, I guess. I don't think he wears the hat right. You know, like when some <laughs> people just have a hat sitting on their head, but they're not really wearing the I'm hat. I'm not believing this hat. No, he's like, just got that, this hat sitting there. Like, the hat is wearing him. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The hat is wearing I hear him. You. So the hat is wearing know. you, Felix. I like that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. What is your favorite movie of all time? We ask every guest who comes on the show. Well, I have too many favorites. Everyone who says that. They always and it's do. It's not unusual. Okay. That's because there's a lot of damn good I movies. like Groundhog's Day. Yes, you're the and best. The Big Lebowski. Yes. And The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, good. Those I are all fantastic. Because I love Meryl Streep so much. I really do. I mean, I think she's. I mean, people have different opinions. Everyone loves her, but right. not everyone loves her. See, you don't, right? I think women really? go crazy for her. Okay, you're going to think this. Okay, when I was reupholstering that little bench yeah. in my yeah. living room, <laughs> I put on a movie and I never had seen Sophie's Choice. And I put that oh, on, God. and I couldn't believe it. Like I, I knew the Meryl Streep was a thing. I'd, I'd watch the Carrie Fisher um, postcards from the yeah. edge because after her passing, I wanted to do yeah. something to remember yeah. her. And that's when I started getting on a Meryl Streep kick. And she was amazing in that. Hello. And then she was okay. So Sophie's Choice. I know everybody's like, oh, it's so good. She comes right out of the gate with an accent and then speaks other languages. I, I know she's phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. I but, hated that movie. I, I, I'm not saying I like Sophie's Choice, but I saw okay. it. The movie saw drove it me nuts. So upset. It was a weird movie because, but I, she was amazing. I Look. always think about it all the time. Like I think I have two dogs. I'm like, if I had to save one of those dogs, <laughs> 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 that's exactly so what that movie's going for. Head. Yes, and that moment is like two seconds. It needed. To, that, I, I know that movie needed to be about that moment. Thank you. I think. I know. It's Peter McNichol <laughs> and, and Meryl Streep having this really weird relationship yeah. in the in the really, apartment they live in, yeah. and then the last twenty seconds. Oh, by the way, I had to give up one of my kids to the Nazis. What? The greatest yeah. part of the yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah. I, I like her as an actress, just not a big fan of her as a person. That's all. I think you need to see everything. You, the, the proverbial you, needs to see everything she does. I mean, you're living in the presence of the best female actress yeah. on screen of all yeah. time. Mm-hmm. With a level of consistency that's unheard of. I mean, everything she does, you should just go and see. She's great in Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Last thing she did, so she's wonderful amazing. in that. She's God, that's so, so wonderful. Good. Yeah. She's I really never love that. bad. No, she never is bad. Yeah. So, um, you had said Big Double Lebowski. Opera, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. <laughs> I love that. That is my you, son's favorite movie, too. I, I showed it to him. He goes, he didn't get it the first the boy? time. He's 23. Oh, okay. I showed it to him the first time. He's like, mm, okay. And then he started watching it with his friends and then mm-hmm. got obsessed it with it. It took me at least yeah. two viewings yeah. to yeah. click to dial into that right? movie. But did you say you were born and raised here? Yeah. From uh from the perspective of somebody who lives in Los Angeles. Because when I watch that movie, to me it's such an LA movie. And I'm not from here. I, I moved here right. in two thousand and two and and didn't see that movie until maybe two or three years later. But then living in an LA in LA after having seen that movie and experiencing all the little things that are so LA like the neighborhoods that he goes to right. the references to the in and out the 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 apartment he lives in you know apartments the, out here have a very specific look exactly right. that's you know, true um did you look at that and say hey that's my hometown or did you I, were I you able to separate yourself from the fact that this was shot in my backyard no i don't think i thought that so much i mean you're just going okay that's LA right you know what i yeah. mean because i grew up here so you accept it more it's not so weird to me. Because like, if I were to see my hometown in a movie, which I did once, right. uh, give me shelter or just shelter? Oh, the one with um, with our, oh, getting the bomb shelter yeah. ready with Michael Shannon. Michael oh, Shannon. yeah, take shelter. Tell, take take shelter. shelter. That was filmed in my hometown. So oh. most of the movie was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, right. but this brings up a really interesting point because we know of L.A. because we all grew up on the East Coast in these small towns. We know of L.A. from the movies. So Julie being here knows about our part of the world from place uh, movies like Home Alone and, and yeah. stuff that has seasons. Like, to you to see Fall, you saw that in the movies first, probably. Yeah, I think so. How interesting. Yeah, and then, and you because it wasn't like that. Right. There's really no seasons out here. So you fire just, drought. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. Uh, well, there's that. But you know what I mean? Like, you were watching a movie. I'm trying to think of one that, um, the one with Robin Williams and the kids, they go to school and they... That has a lot of seasons in it. The one, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. No, you are my captain. My captain. Oh, oh yeah. But, yeah, like yeah. that to you probably was not common to go. Okay, now no. winter, now fall, all that. No, it's not. It's that's really so great. It's when you see it, you go, "That's so cool." And <laughs> yeah. like so seeing the fall leaves. I was actually making a movie in Boston, and I had a day off, and I rented a car and I went out to see all the fall leaves because I'm like. That's really yeah, different. Yeah, because it's so different because we can't yeah. have maple trees here. There's not enough water. No. That's yeah. Really, I think it's fascinating because I learned about L.A. through movies. And it's just right. neat to think but you there, did the opposite. But there are so many things shot here so that you don't always think, oh, that's L.A. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. kind of look for so it now weird. because I'm familiar with it yeah, enough to go, yeah. oh, I know where that is. Right. But for the, I guess the point I was trying to get at is that Big Lebowski, for whatever reason, is such a Los Angeles movie. Yeah, it is. It's 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 tone, it's attitude, uh, it's the themes are so. I, know. I mean, I know. all the way down the to his, yeah. his yeah, the manager, characters. who's a, an actor who's got his one man show down at the <laughs> Fountain Street Theater. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, all that's of those so things. super funny. <laughs> I might have thought that at the time. I don't even remember now. I'm just, I remember just going, "This is so great," but not. But you fall in love with it by watching it more. Yeah, you know, oh. the first time you're just kind of going, "Wow." I saw right? it two nights ago in a hotel room, <laughs> and it was the best screening I've had of it. And I saw it yeah. in the theater and everything. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's a slow burn. It really is, right? 
because you the first time you're like where is this going and it is but then you after a while you realize who cares i know you're, the fact that you're going there with these guys is <laughs> these the best guys. and has fat john goodman which i prefer i prefer fat john goodman <laughs> I know, I know. I do. well <laughs> we have a movie guy theory that you know the thinner you get i know you lose your funny it's kind of true it's though, almost right? always true right true. so he slimmed down john goodman slimmed down to be in patriots day because it's a serious movie and yeah. you can't have a fat john <laughs> funny fat john goodman running around about the bombing how did, work. how did they do his hair in that movie? Didn't it stick straight up? Wasn't it one of those moves? Was it like a Blabowski? Like a butch haircut? Yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah. had like the short crew. That's oh, yeah. like a heat miser? He keeps yeah. talking about Nam. He looked like he'd been there. Yeah. That was so <laughs> funny. But I want that guy to be my friend, too, though. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't want... put up with anything. No. Uh, Amateur. <laughs> Yeah. I want to have like someone overcharge me for coffee at the diner and he's ready to fight. He's yeah. like, well, anyone go. that has conviction, I envy. Like I anyone know, who has like I passion, know. I just have, I care about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not apathetic and insensitive, uh, yeah. Paul, but um, I just don't have a burning passion to do anything. He's like, ready to go. Like get up and yeah. go to work. I could you care don't? Less. No, no. Oh. So I'm I'm looking for that. So yeah. So Walter's. You can't tie me down. I'm always ready to go. <laughs> I just want to take another nap. Oh, I so wish I the, wish I was like that. What was the other one you said? Big Lebowski. Groundhog, said, Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Yeah. Day. Yeah. And I, I agree. Think is brilliant. And so, what is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Oh jeez. Because <laughs> we all have one. The, the, That's the biggest lie in the world is that people don't have a okay, favorite Tom Cruise. Movie. What are they again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, no. Probably risky I, business. I, risky business. That's a good one. Say risky yeah. business. That's a great. Risky movie. business mm-hmm. is a great movie that's structured well yep. and it's shot well and the acting's great. So you know it's not and and he wasn't doing like the shtick that he can do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He can do very Tom Cruise stuff. He does Tom yeah. Cruise sometimes. I, yeah, and you know, it's charming, I guess. But I, yeah. I don't love it as much. Like, Risky Business was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So I would say that. Okay. What was his latest? I, di- I haven't even seen the latest. Uh, I didn't see the second. Jack Reacher, I didn't too. see the Jack, yeah. second Jack Reacher. But my prediction on that movie was he was going to be too too into the thing he knows that people like about him oh, yeah. and he's going to really do that thing. It did not play. Uh, he's got to be natural yeah. about it. He put it on a little bit and it didn't play. It, it, yeah. I could see that but in the trailer. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for The Mummy. Oh, I can't wait yes. to see but that. The trailer that looks for really The Mummy good. is a Tom Cruise movie. Like they've taken The Mummy and it's the for, first <laughs> whole the, thing. Who's The Mummy? I mean, who's in it? Tom Cruise is chasing a female it. mummy. So they switched it yeah, up. Yeah, they made it a woman. And Russell Crowe's in it too. So they got this pedigree in actors. And but the opening of it is just a full time cruise. They're in a plane and something goes wrong and there's all these special effects and stunts and you know he's hanging off the side of the plane or whatever. It's just Isn't the that the one where these people go, "We're here to protect you," and he just like presses a button and they go flying out of the plane because he didn't need them. He's like, "I don't need them." I hope so. I, it's just like two people are standing there and he's like, "We're here to do something for you," and he's like, "Uh huh." And he does something. And I want to see. I want to see him eject people out of the plane. <laughs> yeah, I sure did like him. a lot. Of oh them. yes, no, but they already have parachutes. Yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, they have parachutes yeah, yeah, on, yeah. and he yeah. knows they're gonna be fine. But he's just like, yeah. instead of going, no, you're not. He's hey, just dead like, weight, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Mission Impossibles. Oh yeah, they're yeah. pretty funny, right? Yeah. Ghost fun. Protocol is the best. Hanging off the side of the Burj Khalifa yeah, in Dubai fantastic. with a nut. That was fantastic. Yeah, outrunning sandstorms. Yeah. Because <laughs> he can. Best running actor in Hollywood. All right, let's talk about passion projects. Earth Girls are easy because I have to discuss that. Uh, I worked. I was working in the movie theater when this movie played. My first job when I was a youngin. Um, it sort of was. It, did it discover Jim Carrey? I mean, he was doing tons of stand up, but yeah. it kind of put him on the map. Kind yeah. of, yeah, because he'd done one other film, but um, I think he got to be so goofy in in our movie. I think it sort of did that for him. And I only knew him from stand up clubs before that, and then he came in and auditioned, and I wasn't there for the audition, but the you know 
he was it's a really hard part that part actually to play an alien who's funny and kind of believable as an alien but how you know, could it not be Jim Carrey? Just just as I, you said I know, this, I need I know. an alien that's funny and believable. Up, oh, Jim, Jim Carrey. I know, I know, and he was great. Um, For those of you who don't know, it's about uh, aliens who land in the valley. The valley. And <laughs> meet Gina Davis, who uh, is just brokenhearted, and they have adventures. Right, and I play her best friend. <laughs> yes, that's. Cool. Oh, and we get this out of it. Now, do you consider yourself a musician, a singer? No. Do you write music? Do yeah, you play I do, but I don't think that I am. You know, I <laughs> yeah. just like was doing stand-up, and then I went, I and actually my first writing partner and I we did musical stuff in San Francisco um, before I graduated from acting school. And then when I came down here, I was doing stand-up, and I was going, this is so horrible. I have to do something. So, yeah, stand-up's horrible. It is the worst. We've uh, all done it. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. So I went, I got to, what, what was fun was when I had musical stuff in my act. So I started doing, writing songs. And I just went, I'm just going to sing them. I don't think of myself, even though I I sing well, and I can write you music. You read music and write music? Yeah, yeah I don't, I can, I can read it, but not that well. Yeah. But I mean, I can write and I'm writing, I'm actually making this into a musical right now. Like a oh, stage cool. musical. Oh, it should be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm, I'm doing that right now. Um, so we've been writing the songs and stuff like that. So, but I just think of myself as a performer. Mm-hmm. You're like a triple I mean? threat. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got the looks. You got the singing and the dancing and the acting and the stand-up that we all hate. We all hate. Yeah. The well, I saw. Have you all done it? Yeah. yeah. The worst. Yeah. I did stand-up for I, years and in, in you know just in that very low yeah, bottom dweller worst. level and it's just it if you can't get out from that if you can't move up from that it's you're done and the second step is always that bringer step where you have to rope in 20 of oh, your friends. Right. Yeah. And I just could never bother people enough, so I just stayed at that Well, that's because you wanted to just go back to bed. Well, I wanted to go yeah, back to bed. discuss that earlier. And you needed 20 friends. <laughs> Once I part. got my start doing music, and then um, it started to work in my act, and then I started just performing at gay clubs, and that mm-hmm. was a blast because they're oh, if you can so get them on great. your side. Oh, oh they man. were so great. They so, will spend some money And I'm you. like, nah, I don't want to go back to straight clubs. Straight clubs are really hard. You know, they're just like... It's so competitive and angry, kind of. Mm. I right? have, I, I agree. I have um, my two girlfriends and I, we do our, the three-person do-up thing, and we do little bits of interstitial talking, but we just do songs because yeah. then it doesn't matter what the audience yeah. does. You are going to be funny, and it's always going to be in, under control. And it also makes you memorable. We get a lot more gigs because people go, well, we don't want another stand-up. Right. So we, we just hosted Flappers during their New Year's Eve show because – We'd come up, we'd do a crazy song, then we bring up another comedian, and it oh, breaks yeah, it up. that's great. But I'm not yeah. alone. See, stand-up's scary when you're I alone. Know, I know, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, can you fill eight minutes? Like yeah, piece of cake, two songs. songs. Two yeah. songs, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this so Earth Girls Are Easy could be a musical? That's a great it's idea. It's gotta be. Oh, that's awesome. It, I, you know, gotta I made Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun, that song, I made that into a musical that I did um, in Silver Lake, and it was really great. It was oh, really fun. campy and fun. And then I would probably still be doing it, but I thought I got to spend time because Earth Girls is like a more of a real musical instead of just campy. Right. So, mm-hmm. and then I had to have original songs because, you, you know, 
I mean, my my old writing partner tried to do it as a musical once, and they used they did it in New York, and I read my part in um, Kristen Chenoweth, who's <gasps> a little mean person. Oh, um, she I want to hear. She she read. Valerie, the lead character. And they used like existing songs. Oh, jukebox it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of even before that was cool. And I'm like, this is not good. Well, how many songs are in the film? There's not that many, but a, there's a handful. We right? have a Warner Brothers put songs in there. That oh. They just like jam songs in, which made me crazy because they don't fit the narrative in my right. mind. Mm-hmm. You know, there's songs we wrote, but then there's songs they just put in there. And those are already established songs from the. Well, no. They want like, there's, which is really weird. There's a Hollow Notes song at the end. Uh, people all over the world. What's that one? People all over the world. Oh, the lo- j- love, love train yeah, or something. And you know, which is really weird because they—that's the end of the credits in Earth Girls, uh-huh. and that's what they use in the Martian over the credits. I'm like, why weird. are they using that? That yeah. is super weird. But there were songs like that put yeah. in through it that I went. This makes it bugged me. So now I have a chance to like fix everything. Right. And there's things that Julian Temple did I didn't like, so I can fix everything. Which is kind of great, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know cool. why you say mean things about Christian Chenoweth. <laughs> He's not gonna let that go. She's a, she's uh, I we had this reading. She was like a Broadway person, yeah. But I didn't know her from anything. And when was was this, this after was Wicked? Yeah, okay. no, but no before, before Wicked. Before Wicked. All right, now that's important to know. B W or oh, A W? It is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I show up, and we're rehearsing this for the week, right? And then she has her agent tell uh, she says through her agents who's told who talked to the director that she wants to have the song because I'm a blonde to herself and I'm like that's my song like I wrote that and people know me from doing that in the movie yeah and they go well Kristen wants to do it and I go well she can just fuck herself and everybody was so shocked that you know because they thought she was a big Broadway and I, I don't know her at this point or care about her <clears throat> if she's going to be that mean right right so then the next day we had the rehearsal and she pretended that she her voice she didn't have a voice oh man so she's at rehearsal like I'm a little heartbroken why do you love her oh it's just from a physical standpoint yeah because yeah, she's, she's like cute a skeleton and she's a, you know what she's a really good musical comedy person I mean yeah. she is I she's very talented that's but you know sometimes you meet people and they're you, you go, I don't like them. Like, you know, even if I ran into her now, she'd probably be really nice to me. But yeah. at that mm-hmm. point, you're going, that she could act like that just blew my mind. You know who would never disappoint you? Who? Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you make of the uh, Jonas Brothers? You they worked were, with them on Camp They were really Rock, nice. Right? They were really nice kids. Paul, you worked with them on some sort of, uh, you were shooting Weren't some they nice? I shot Benefit a, a, well, they were I shot nice. a Make-A-Wish concert. And they, they were did. wonderful. They were wonderful, and their parents were with them. Not probably now, but their parents were there, and they were just really wholesome. And I'm you sorry. Know. Did, did, was somebody so sick that they became delusional and wanted to meet the Jonas Brothers as their <laughs> dying wish. They did it. They was at the Grove in one of the movie theaters. They did a little concert, acoustic concert for like thirty. They didn't kids mean the Doobie Brothers. Families. They didn't mean the. Uh, they wanted no. the Jonas Allman Brothers. brothers. Yeah. Okay. The jo- well, Nick Jonas is really. Cute. They do actually seem like mm-hmm. talented Nick Jonas, people. Right? They are talented yeah. and um, they're well, really cute. So. I was impressed with the time they put in with everybody at that event. Yeah, I mean, see, they're nice guys. Yeah. They yeah. honestly are. So, I have nothing. To say, I have no Christian Chenoweth stories about that. <laughs> <her. laughs> well, I'm I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not heartbroken. Yeah, She's, it uh, happens. You meet people like, and you go like, ew. That's why I never really want to know them. I just I want to just go, Tom. Go do your stuff, man. Just do it up there. And He's, then my brother was like, did EPKs and was assistant cameraman. Yeah. And he worked with Tom Cruise, and he said, I mean, he has a whole like, 
he'll be very professionally nice to everybody. Like the crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll talk to everybody. He remembers people's names. He's like an incredible professional. You know, I don't know that you're really getting to know him, but he said he was a good guy that way. That's right? all I need. Right? Yep. <laughs> At least you have that, right? You got that. Yep. Yeah. Was but you re- learned everyone's name. That's, That's amazing. Good. You know, I had a friend who could do that, and I said, how did you learn that? And she goes, oh, I was a stripper. So well, who was it? Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody was just telling us that story of working with him on World War of the Worlds. What was? Um, yeah, it was the, the actress we had a couple weeks ago. She oh, was yeah. in the scene being pushed across uh, the bridge. Paul. Yeah, it was Lisa Ann Walter. There you yeah, go. Lisa Lisa Ann Walter. Oh yeah, yes. I know her. Yeah. Did she say she liked him? Yes, yeah. she said he was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, he's a good guy. Like someone got hurt. Her daughter he was, got he was the first on the, the scene. Nose. Yeah. yeah, it was her birthday, and she got punched in the nose, and Tom Cruise was right there taking care of her. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. It's funny. I fact, I might just hurt myself. After I bet you, he comes right to my. <laughs> I don't know where running. he is now, but I walk. I walk out of the Admiral's yeah. Club, trip and hurt myself. He comes. Hey, well, you're, you know, he'd be right there. If you want to meet Tom Cruise, I was just, just listening to the show, and uh, <laughs> I was just listening to the show. I just want to stop. I was in the neighborhood uh, at the end. We don't stream live. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. I heard about this. <laughs> I heard about this. <laughs> oh, okay, you're good. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. Uh, oh yes, the Incredible Shrinking Woman is one of your first. Oh yeah. So Lily Tomlin. Oh, with Lily Tomlin. Is getting the yeah. SAG Award this year. Yeah. For lifetime oh, achievement. She is. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. She came. To, I, this is when I was like young, you know, performing in San Francisco, and I heard she was performing in town. She was my complete idol, right? Like I loved her because she did characters. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd have the nerve to do this now, but I somehow found her manager and called them up and said, "Please have her come to my show." Oh my god. And she showed up. That's right? amazing. She, she showed do up. That. Yeah, I know. Because when you're really young, though, you almost like just can do stuff like that. Right. You know who else has this story? Who? Uh, Vicki Lawrence with Carol Burnett. Yes, that's right. That's right. And I, I, she said, if you're ever in L.A., call me or write to me. So I wrote to her. And she gave me a part. And she told Joe Schumacher. Yeah, so I got a part in Incredible Shrinking Woman. And I got my SAG card. Wow. Because of Lily Tomlin. Isn't that wow. amazing? That's amazing. And yeah. then I saw, I've seen her, you know, every so often. Like I was on Murphy Brown. And she was a regular on that. And she's just unbelievably cool. Like she's like everything. She's everything you wanted. So be. those little meltdowns she's had with. I, um, think, she, I think he, isn't he like trouble? He's a total dude. He's trouble. <laughs> he's probably yeah. Yeah, so He'll probably bring it out of you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he brings you know? it out in you. And, pro- you know, you just think, well, anybody can have some point where they're, they've it's too much for them. But my experiences with her, she's, like, amazing. That's so, cool. Yeah. She, like, donated all this money to the Gay and Lesbian Center. They they built the theater. They're, like, yeah. and that's they do all this great work. Oh, the one know? right there in Hollywood? Yes. Yeah. It's yes. It's got her name on it, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. So she's <clears throat> amazing. Now, we just saw Hidden Figures. The movie about oh, the yeah, three women. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It's a, a, just an increasingly likable movie. Can't you yeah. like it? Everyone yeah. should like it who goes to see it. It's very likable. Um, and at one point, uh, we saw the characters do that to make their name in history. They kind of did the thing where they just like called Lily Tomlin. It's like, okay, I'm seeing this happen. I'm going to just do what I'm good at and be this mathematician in front of everyone and just see what happens. Or I'm going to run down the hall and interrupt this conversation to say the thing that needs to be said right. Because there's always that further. turning point in your life where you have to just take that risk. The one thing, of course, in Hidden Figures that was a little frustrating was that because it's the 60s, you have these three incredibly brilliant women, but of course they literally, in one of the scenes, need a man to open the door for uh-huh. them. Like literally she was locked out of the room that she deserved to be in until a man stood up and said, why is she not here? And opened the door. But at least somebody opened the door. <laughs> you we know come in handy. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're, we're handy every once in a while. Hey. But uh, that's cool to hear that you took that ambition. Good for because you. you. That's should, cool. We should remember our whole lives that this take that extra step. It'll pay off. I mean, if she didn't want to come, she just wouldn't have come. She wouldn't have like called you and told you you're stupid uh, or something. I know, <laughs> I know. But but it's hard to always remember to act like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I I've done it, and then other times you go, well, just too scary. It's well, too I think scary. there's something about the older we get, the more we become aware of. We don't even have to experience it ourselves, but we become aware of consequence. Yeah. We, come, we become aware of yeah. what, how badly things could go and not just <laughs> yes. in the moment. I know. Not just in the moment, but the rippling effects that this might have. But right? I so didn't think about that No, we don't. All. I mean, I, I, we all have these stories. I mean, I think back on the dreams that I chased and I'm like, I, I would never do that today. I would never. First of all, <laughs> Then again, I'm you don't tired. leave the house. Yeah. You're too tired. <laughs> I'm too tired. You get a new blankie. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap up the show the best way we know how with Karen's look at the birthdays of the people who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Karen's birthdays. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Miss Faye Dunaway, who can play anywhere from a damsel in distress to a widow in distress because she is in Bye Bye Man this week. Is she Chinatown? Yes. Faye Dunaway is in Bye Bye Man? Yes. Yes. Chinatown. Chinatown, Bonnie and Clyde, Network. She is. I, I always like to look and see if there's somebody having a birthday from the movie Bye Bye Man. Faye Dunaway is Faye in the Bye Bye Man. Dunaway. <laughs> Let's review. She was Bonnie Parker and Bonnie and Clyde with Warren Beatty. Earned her first Academy Award nomination for that after she starred opposite Steve McQueen in The Thomas Crown Affair, which was remade with Julia Roberts. Uh, Rene Russo. Rene Russo. Uh, she was in Little Big Man with Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson in Chinatown, and Robert Redford in Three Days of the Condor. And now. Bye bye, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was Oscar nominated again for Chinatown and took home the award in 1977 for Network, which I've not seen. Is that great? Ooh, is yes. that ahead of oh, time? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh. I have to you watch gotta that. Gotta see that. I have to see that. She has some crazy sex with William uh, Holden. Oh, no. about to say, is there a crazy sex scene in there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, she won't stop. She won't stop being a producer. Is she on the phone? <laughs> is she on the phone with him? In uh, that they, scene? They're just constantly talking about everything, Work, yeah. but they're having sex. <laughs> Um, she also played Joan Crawford, which I did see, and Mommy Dearest. Oh, that and was so good and crazy. Wait a minute. That was Faye Dunaway? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that shocking? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what kind of got everyone's attention because her fans were like, wait, what is that? And people who weren't into her were like, what is that? It just kind of combined the worlds of the two people that liked her and didn't like her because they all agreed that it was shocking the way she portrayed Joan as unflattering. Like that was, I guess, a big it's kind deal. Of the showgirls of its day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. And she also was one of the only four actresses, along with Halle Berry, Sandra Bullock, and Liza Minnelli, to win both an Academy Award for Best Actress and a Razzie Award for Worst Actress. And oh, <laughs> what? She uh, appeared in Mommy Dearest. She got it for that, and tied with Bo Derek that year for Tarzan the Ape Man. Oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes. Are we suggesting at this table here and now that yes. Mommy Dearest was a bad movie? <laughs> well, well, no, it was great. It's, it's not just a showgirl. It's it? super campy. It's over I had only, I watched. It's that not wasn't... as campy as Showgirls, but it's pretty campy. Yeah, okay. There's no nipple twisting. No, like, and... Well, that was another movie that was on HBO a lot when I was a kid, so I've only seen it through eight, nine, ten-year-old eyes. Showgirls? No. I know. Oh, yeah. Hold Mommy Dearest. He's not that young. No. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I know. Mommy I know. Dearest. I look very youthful. Mommy Dearest. <laughs> if you were nine when Showgirls came, <laughs> and I wasn't watching it a lot as, as a, no, when Mommy Dearest was out, right? Oh, it was yeah, like, it was like yeah. the mid '80s, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't remember I don't what remember. year it came out. I just remember it was really 
ridiculous. See, I, I don't mean, the no wire hangers, right? Yeah, that's, no wire hangers, and she's just was, her. she's just chewing the scenery, and it yeah. was just. I mean, I appreciate that kind of performance okay. a lot. <laughs> now I have to really go. You're gonna go. You might as well go big. Yeah, or go home. I think it's fantastic. All right, let's wish a very happy birthday. Oh, wait, but oh, yes. before you get out of yes. Faye Dunaway, uh, everyone should, if you haven't, see Barfly. Oh, is I that? Not. I don't know what that She's is. great in that. Barfly I remember Nicky Rourke. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Oh, right. Nicky Rourke when he was friend. hot. All my That's well, before. not in that. He's a sloppy well, he was a, mess. He's was a drunk. He drunk? Was he? Bukowski. I thought he was a boxer in that. No. No. Okay, I'm confused. You're thinking of the wrestler. <laughs> I loved him in the wrestler. <laughs> the can one I, where he plays a boxer. You're can, thinking of the can wrestler. Can I wish J.K. Simmons a happy birthday now? Yes, All right. Oh, happy oh, birthday yeah. to J.K. Simmons, who can play anywhere from sharp tongue to short tempered. And I just realized he was in La La Land, and I I had a tiniest right. part, but he was right. so good in it. He was just really great, and you know he can just make you afraid of him in two seconds. Absolutely. And uh, he also this week is in Patriots Day. I thought oh, I caught a glimpse of him. He's yes. awesome in Patriots Day. Uh, is he? He's so great in Patriots Day. Is he in charge? Great. He's a guy in charge. Of course right? he's Like, he's charge. always great. Well, the movie, why, you know, interestingly, sets up people all over the map in Boston area, but then they all weave into how they all play, you know, play into the story. And he, yeah, he's out where it all comes to a head. It's really good. Now, he originally planned to be a singer and actually studied music at the University of Montana to be a composer. And I have some fun facts for you, Bart. Oh, Julie, I don't know if you know this, but I insist that all my facts be fun. Okay. This is the truth. <laughs> he originally was uh, starred as Captain Hook and Mr. Darling opposite gymnast Kathy Rigby in the Broadway <laughs> and touring revivals. Of Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Uh. And he played Benny South Street in the 1992 revival of Guys and Dolls with Nathan Lane and can be heard on the cast recording. Wow. Wow. Those are both very fun. And he does a ton of voiceover work, and you might have heard him as the yellow M&M in the TV wow. spots for m I have not noticed that, but I will definitely keep, keep an ear an out. Keep an ear out for that. And uh, he also appeared in four films with Bruce Campbell. Do you guys know what they are? One of them is the same movie three times. But, uh, well, was he in? Directed by Sam Raimi. Sam. Oh, oh, yeah, oh that's yeah. right. He's in Spider Man. Spider Man 2 and Spider Man 3. Bruce and Campbell's then in Spider Man? One more movie Cameo with Tom Hanks one. that I loved. Do you remember this one? Tom I Hanks? absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah. Do you remember Lady Killers? Oh, yeah. No, that's the one. That's when I he first came on that. the map with me back oh. then. Yeah. I, I other people Apparently, he's been it. acting for. Wasn't he in Burn After 10, Reading? 15 as well. Years was he in Burn After Reading? Maybe. Feels like know. he should have been. Yeah. That's a movie I forgot all about. <laughs> yeah. And as of as of 2015, he was nominated for five. He was in five films that were nominated for Best Picture. That's He's pretty the amazing. Beth Grant so of you, his time. Yeah, you Cid want him in your movie. Yeah, absolutely. Cider House Rules, Juno, Up in the Air, True Grit, and Whiplash, of course. Wow. And uh, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true, Julie. Something's going to happen to you now that you've been <laughs> on the show. When you're walking down the street, people are going to stop you and they're going to say, hey, Tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. And the first thing you're going to tell him is, yeah, she's from Earth. She's not that easy. <laughs> okay. And secondly, you're going to tell him that Karen Volpe loves when celebrities sing. I do. I, I definitely do. And I could have played one of your songs, but I thought that'd be too easy. So no, play one of my songs. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> is it too easy? It's a little too easy. But um, I wanted also to play a little J.K. Simmons singing. And this is so weird. He was in Oz, which I need to start watching because apparently he was in oh, Oz. Yeah, the show. And he had this, um, yeah, not The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> but the prison movie. And um, he had a song that he sang with his arch rival Beecher and Schlinger. I don't know the characters. 
But they sing this song, and you'll have to go online and look at it. They sing a duet, and the whole time they're pretending to have sex with each other in prison. Paul, could you play a little bit right. well, for us? They're viewers? pretending? Keep well, they're dressed. Bye, bye. That's JK. Don't slam the door. Oh, that's the other guy right this there. This is the This is him. And you're like humping. In Oz? Yeah! It's a dream sequence! Oh. Yeah. Okay. Never say that show didn't take risks. <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. And they're like, they're in jeans. They're in jeans and stuff, and they're like, yeah! Wow. Well, that wraps another movie wow. showcast, everybody. Together, we're the movie guys. Individually, we are. Terrible. Downtown Bart Guys. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at themovieguys, facebook.com slash themovieguys, YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, all that nonsense for daily jokes and links. And thanks to Julie Brown. Yay! Thank you. What, Thank you. Where can we follow you for? you do social media thing? Yeah. And Miss Julie Brown is the Twitter account. And um, ju- uh, the official Julie Brown fan page on Facebook. Oh, neat. Right? So that... There you okay, go. And it's like Julie Brown. Uh, you have a, web, a regular oh, website, yeah. too. Yeah, juliebrown.com. Is it .com? Yeah. Okay, cool. Forgot about that. And thanks, as <laughs> always, to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show each and every week. And, of course, we owe everything to the Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. And remember, you can always find us I at themovieguys.net. <laughs> Next week, three new films. I think after The Visit, we can get excited again about a new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, yes. Split is yes. coming out. Plus, The Founder and Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Paul, who's Xander Cage? That's all we have time for. We'll oh. see you next week. Yay.